Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Warning. The following podcast, which contains strong language and mature content, is unsuitable for children or for the faint of heart. The subject matter discussed will be frightening and graphic in nature. Listener discretion is advised. When you want to hear about the paranormal, you get the spooked girls. True crime that makes you hypothermal with the three spooked girls. Stabby snippets will give you dreams. Tara and Jessica will make you. Along with the spooked girls Bring on the slaughter We on that haunted ground The three spooked girls Hey spooksters and welcome back to another episode here on Three Spooked Girls. My name is Tara and today I'm bringing you another installment of our Scary AF Reddit Stories. I am super excited. We have some good ones today. If you are new here, hello and welcome. Returning spooksters, welcome back. And if you missed any of the other Scary AF Reddit episodes, go check the feed. They are all there for you. There is three other ones. If you'd like to hang out with us on social media, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Our handle is at 3 Girls. We also have an amazing Facebook group. We do a book club. We usually post announcements in there first all kinds of fun stuff over there. So that's Three Spooked Girls official. We would love to have y'all come hang out with us. And if you'd like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com backslash Three Spooked Girls. For as little as a dollar, you get one bonus episode a month. Five and Up starts up video content and also ad-free episodes and live streams. We have all kinds of fun stuff there. And that's the tier that starts swag. We send out stickers, mugs, t-shirts. And if you've seen the Spooster Club select episodes, you get to pick an episode, all kinds of fun stuff. So if you'd like to support me and Jessica in our spooky endeavors, head on over there. But I am excited, guys. We have some great stories. So I'm just going to dive on in. This is a different thread. I might have read from this one before, but I'm not too sure. So the question asked with all of the replies was, what is your most disturbing, scary, or creepy true story? Okay, so this first person writes, In third grade, I had this strange short teacher named Mrs. Todd. She was always super nice to me in class. She'd always call on me to do the fun activities first, compliment me whenever I did something, and was generally just very positive towards me. At the time, I thought she was perhaps my favorite person in the world. I remember even telling my mother how much I loved Mrs. Todd. Anyways, one day I sat down at my desk and opened it up to put crap in it, when shockingly I saw that there was a what the fuck? There was a Victoria's Secret magazine sitting in the pull-out drawer. The kid sitting next to me noticed how shocked I was. I thought I was going to get into trouble, and we started talking about how it might have got there. Almost immediately, Mrs. Todd walks up and asks, 
What have you got there? I was seriously confused and told her it was sitting in my desk when I got here this morning. Well, she looks at me and tells me that the kid sitting next to me must have put it there. She kept repeating that statement over and over again, to both him and me, until I finally admitted that I guess he could have put it there. Maybe a few days after that, she approached me after class to tell me about this special field trip I could go on if I kept doing good in class. It would be a trip with just her and I to the Gulf of Mexico for the weekend. Mm Mm-mm. She's trying to kidnap him. I remember being really excited about it at the time. However, suddenly she got replaced at the school and we got this new teacher that didn't like me as much. I was so heartbroken at the time. It wasn't until many years later that I realized how fucked up that situation was. It scares me still thinking about it. Yeah. Oh, my God. Mm-mm. Bad, bad, bad. Bad news fucking bears. I don't like that at all. Oh, another childhood one, y'all. When I was seven years old, I was walking to my babysitter's house all by myself. She only lived a block from the schoolyard, and I had done it all the time. This car pulls up beside me on the road, and the driver keeps gesturing for me to come closer, shouting, Come here, come here. I'm frozen on the sidewalk and shaking my head no while my knuckles turn white, clinging my backpack. All he says before driving off is, stay away from Christina, and then I never saw him again. Christina was one of my on-again, off-again friends in grade school, along with another girl who alternated between hating me and being buddy-buddy. Hmm, so a friend of me, got you. I had completely forgotten about it after a while, and then went on being on-again, off-again friends with the both of them. In fifth grade, the other girl invited me to the pop machine in the back hall at lunch. Cool, okay. Quality time with a girl I've known since I was a baby. Sure. We get back to the classroom and Christina tells me that people were playing with my lunch and hid my stuff. And she was being nice enough to bring it back for me. I started drinking the pop I had bought for lunch and something was really off. I spit it out and ran for the water fountain to rinse my mouth out. Turns out Christina and her sister had topped off my drink with Lysol. Holy shit. If I had drank much more, I probably would have been stupidly sick. Uh, Probably worse. Oh, my God. That's like that little girl in uh, shit. That movie with they see dead people. Oh, my God. I can't think of what the fucking movie's called. (laughs) People are screaming at me right now. But the mom puts Lysol in the girl's soup to keep her sick. Okay. The police were called and a restraining order was put on both of them. It was delightfully ineffective, however, because the school was so small and there was no separate class to put them in. They got three and four day suspensions. That's it? Are you fucking kidding me? They should have got fucking expelled. What? I have no idea if the two events are related, who that man was, or how he knew how bad Christina was at the time, but that memory sticks with me to this day. Holy shit. That is... What the fuck? That is bad. Mm. Don't like that. Apparently, I've just got like all the childhood stories so far, but we all good. Okay, next one. When I was six and seven, I lived with my dad, who was kind of a dubious fellow with lots of dubious friends. His main fix was coke, but he also indulged in identity theft, impersonating police officers, and paying for drugs with sex with other men. My mom was a hardworking liquor store employee with dreams of living in the country and owning a small house where we could go and stay with her. They split back when I was a toddler after six years of my mom getting smacked around and nearly drowned in the bathtub a few times. Real great guy, my dad. Oof, your poor mom. And poor you guys, Jesus. My dad had a lot of drug friends live with him on and off. One was named Mike. Mike was always a nice guy to my older sister and I, a bit quiet and dead-eyed, but he had a great Dane and to a seven-year-old kid, that meant he had to be a good guy. Whenever he would come around, he would ask us about our mom, where she worked, where she lived, what kind of house she lived in, about the neighbors, and so on. 
We would laugh and tease him that he had a crush on her, the most dastardly thing a kid could assume about a guy interested in their single mom. Mmm, that's not good. My mom didn't tell me this until about a month ago. I'm now 24. Oh, thank God. But apparently she got a phone call from a friend of hers who was a police officer that this guy living with my dad had done time for manslaughter and armed robbery. That's where my brain went, that he was trying to stalk her and kill her. The officer called my mom anonymously from a payphone to let her know that she should immediately take us and go on a vacation. Confused and scared, my mom, not much older at the time than I am now, took my sister and I and we went out of town for the week. When she returned, she found out that Mike had broken into her apartment building and later picked up on unrelated charges. There was evidence on him that he had been paid by my father to to rape and beat my mother as revenge for leaving him. And that's why I tell people I don't have a dad when they casually ask about my parents. Edit. My mother remarried when I was a tad older and lives in a beautiful house in the country with two goats, a flock of chickens, a couple of ducks, and her majestic gardens. Everything ended out really well for her. She works out of college now and sees the whole ordeal and six years of torture she endured while married to my dad as a bad dream and even makes jokes about it. Oh my God. I'm so glad she got that. I'm glad she got the life she dreamed of and deserved. All right. Next story. Okay. Probably the creepiest thing to happen to me was when I stayed the night at a friend's place. We slept together in her twin size bed since I don't like sleeping outside of a bedroom and her house is known to have supernatural occurrences. Well, We had been asleep for a while when I woke up around six in the morning and had to answer the call of nature. While I was in the bathroom, I looked down at my thigh and noticed something rather odd. There was a red handprint on my thigh. It was also facing as if someone were behind me and had their hand on my thigh, so the fingers pointed to my feet. I pressed my hand to see if maybe I had fell asleep on my hand and it left a mark, but my hand was way smaller than it, and my friend has smaller hands than I do, so it couldn't have been her. I'm a light sleeper, so no one would have come into the bedroom without me knowing, and especially no one could have touched me. She took a picture, and we didn't go back to sleep. Still have no idea what caused it. There was also a time I went to stay the night with my older sister at her place because she was getting paranoid. She said for the past few nights, at around 12, there would be a smell that was kind of like brandy. I hadn't smelled it before, so I just trusted her on that. We were talking in bed, and we paused when the smell started to come up. It was faint and steadily got stronger, but never overwhelmingly so. As we were talking about it, we heard a crash in the living room. I cautiously opened the bedroom door to see all three cats with their fur bristling and on full alert mode. We checked the house all over the next day, and nothing was out of place. We never found what had caused that smell. Uh, A fucking ghost. Ooh, we got a longer one now. Okay. When I was 17, I had some friends who worked at the KZOK Haunted House in Des Moines, Washington in October. A group put on the haunted house called Scare Productions, and they would bring in local high school students and others to work the haunted house. I had done it the year before, and we knew that there was things we were supposed to do and couldn't do. How to get in and out of the house, how to interact with patrons, what we could and could not do, no touching, knowing when to stop, how to call for help, and other things. Before we would open every night, there was a setup meeting and a wrap meeting. Some of the sets were really good and you'd get a chance to pop out at people, but the worst was the barber shop, as you had a guy pretend to be a psychotic barber and another person work as the victim. The night I'm remembering, I pulled victim duty. I set up with a great guy, I can't remember his name, but he knew the set and as a shorter guy, he could get around it. I'm nearly six foot and was 190 pounds in college from working out and playing sports. We figured out what the plan was, how to do some good scares, and left it at that. Night goes fine for the most part, gets some people running through, and a few just don't care. 
As it's getting later, a group of four comes through, two couples, mid to late 30s, drunk as hell. They're laughing and yelling, and you could smell the booze from around the corner. They look in and laugh as the barber charges up on them to the railing and scares the ladies. The guys start laughing. One of them reaches the rail and grabs my leg. Another one of the big rules says, don't touch the actors or our rule that we can't touch you. I was lying dead as a nail. He says, hey, bro, y'all right? I whip out of the chair, charge him saying, want to (laughs) die? That's so cheesy. (laughs) He rushes back and hits the wall. This guy with me leaps up, grabs his shirt, swinging his plastic knife at him. And the guy panics. He just freaks out suddenly and tries to run around the corner. Well, right around the corner is our cage scare, where a chain link area is set up and this great girl is working that night in a white dress and chains. She charges in and hits the cage, grabbing for him. Next, there are spiders that drop down on people normally ran by younger kids who get a kick out of it. The guy still panicking starts swinging at the air and runs back towards us around the hall. The guy with me is already over the rail and tells him to come back here. The drunk's eyes roll up in his head and he passes out and crashes through the side door that can't be seen. And his head goes through the wooden shelf there. The other actor and I were laughing and he stops and follows up with, holy shit, I think we killed him. We try to ask if he's okay, no response. So I run over and start jamming the panic button we have to alert security that there's a problem. Time rolls by and the security comes through. They check the guy and stay with him until the paramedics arrive and we were told to stay in our sets. After some time, they get him into a wheelchair and take some statements. And we think that's it. The next night, everyone gets together before we go out to get the pep talk for the night and we need to remember the panic buttons, explaining that the incident to everyone there and then adds what we didn't see. After the guy was taken out by paramedics, he started to sober up and saw that there was two cops there. He whips out of the ambulance and starts swinging at the cops yelling, I ain't going to no jail, you're going to have to kill me. They don't know what's up and try telling him everything's fine, but he keeps freaking out. Eventually, they pepper spray the crap out of him. He was a big guy and it took a lot to put him down. So much that the cops drove him 30 feet to leave and needed to let their cruiser air out. It just so happened that he'd kidnapped a little girl two days earlier And that's why he was freaking out. Holy shit. Man, if he hadn't went there, like, who knows if they would have found out that he fucking stole that kid. Oh, my God. Okay, our next story. Some really creepy things have happened about a death in our family. My uncle's brother, S.O. side of the family, so significant other, died when he was about 16, I believe. He drowned in one of the lakes here. It seems like a lot of people have drowned in that lake and our whole family avoids that place. Anywho, my uncle found an envelope at the top of the stairs in his house one day. It was just a plain white envelope. It wasn't marked in any way, and he had no idea how it got there. He opened it, and it had several pictures of his brother in his casket. What? No one, absolutely no one, had taken any pictures at the funeral. They don't even have pictures of the grave that I know of. It's a really, really tender subject for the family, and they don't like to talk about it. Nobody had been in his house, and nobody knew where the hell this envelope or those pictures came from. I think he still has them. I'll have to ask my husband. It freaked my uncle right the hell out, and he was pretty frantic about it. My uncle had a son and named him Ben after the same brother that had drowned. He recently turned six. I used to babysit Ben on a regular basis. One day, Ben was talking about how his birthday was the next day. I couldn't remember if that was right or not, so I asked mom. She went pale. No. The next day was not little Ben's birthday. The next day would have been deceased Ben's birthday. Like I said, deceased Ben is a really tender subject. The family doesn't really talk about it, and there's no way little Ben could have known about that. 
Little Ben was also talking about how he had once had a Rubik's Cube. We all knew Little Ben had never had one of those. Deceased Ben did. One day, my uncle was making Little Ben a PB&J. Little Ben asked him if he still liked PB&J because I remember you liked them when we were brothers. There have been other instances like this with Little Ben. It really creeps me out. Oh my God. Now I want to find a thread of like (laughs) creepy shit kids say. Ooh, I've seen a couple TikToks on it. It's scary. Because like there's that idea of like kids remembering past lives and stuff. (gasps) If you guys want that, let me know. I want to know. Okay, we got one last story to wrap us up for this episode. What is it about being a kid that makes you actively try to scare yourself to death? Here's my story. Mid-90s, Midwest town, my parents' house sits on a fairly large lake. You could see the other side, but you wouldn't want to try to swim across it. Now, at this time, we didn't have high-speed internet (laughs) and infinite porn to watch. We didn't even have cable out in the boonies. So we had to find more creative ways to entertain ourselves. So we borrowed, aka stole, my mom's minivan and set out in an attempt to locate the creepy rundown dock on the other side of the lake from our house. We had left at midnight. Two hours later, and we were not having any luck. Our direction sense isn't the best, and the lake is big enough that there's no clear route to this place. Just as we were about to give up, we saw it. A little, almost gravel road, I believe the term is chipped and sealed, that led back towards the lake from the main road. About a mile down the road, there's a sign that reads, Egypt Hollow, no visitors. Yeah, right. First house we pass. (laughs) Oh my god, this is why you don't ignore signs. Dang kids. Oh, now I feel old. Okay, that's fine. First house we passed should have been enough for us to turn around. The house is ancient. There are three gravestones in the front yard and a single lit candle in the middle of the upstairs window. So that's a little strange. Whatever. We keep going. Oh, my God. (laughs) Something about being like a teen. You're just like, you think you're invincible, basically. Oh, God. Oh, God. Just like, definitely. Me and Jessica both had our share of sketchy shit. Okay. Two houses go by, uneventfully, but the third one has an odd sight to see at 2.30 a.m. Oh, good. Makes it better. An ancient couple on rocking chairs happily rocking back and forth, back and forth. They have an old-school lantern sitting on one of those barrels that Donkey Kong likes to throw. The weird thing was, they didn't even look up as we drove past. They just stared straight ahead, rocking, back and forth, back and forth. Okay, that is creepy. I was about to be like, they're just chilling. They night owls. Leave them alone. Our resolve was becoming shaky, but we continue. Another mile down the road and success. We found the spooky dock across the lake from our house, and it did not disappoint in the spooky department. It's run down severely, and sitting by what remains of a picnic area is the corpse of a deer, or what was left of it. Ew. Only half of the deer is there. The other half was eaten, or ripped in half, or God knows what. It was probably eaten by like a bear or something. As we were sitting there spectating, wait, are there bears in the Midwest? I feel like an idiot now. (laughs) Anyway, it's fine. Or I guess like other predatorial animals. As we were sitting there speculating, we hear this horrendous noise, like starting an engine with no oil in it. It was so loud, I'll never forget it. We floor it in our wheels spin in the gravel. That two seconds of our wheels spinning was probably the scariest single moment of my life because I thought we were stuck. It's amazing how many instantaneous, terrible thoughts you can have in such a short amount of time. The wheels finally catch and off we go. A few minutes of what the fuck, what the fuck, what the fuck. Later, we headed back towards the main road to get the hell out of there. We're about halfway back to the main road and there's this eerie orange light coming from the woods to our right. I want to leave, but peer pressure at 15 is a bitch. Yes, it is. We turn down this super narrow road 
that is more like a hiking trail and head towards the light. We round the next corner and there is an open field with a massive bonfire, like Wicker Man style. And standing there about, oh, fuck no. And standing there around this fire is about 20 to 30 people with their arms in the air, like some sort of weird ritual. One of them points at us and in unison, they all turn to look. Oh my God, fucking reverse. Get the fuck out of there. Goodbye, goodbye. (laughs) If you ever need to know the performance limits of a 1988 Plymouth Voyager on a dirt road in reverse. Oh good, they did reverse out of there. I'm your man. We noped harder than anyone has ever noped before. And so ended our adventure to Egypt Hollow. That was 20 years ago. And although we, oh, it's longer than 20 years ago now because that thread's like almost 10 years old. And although we still talk about it from time to time, we never went back. Good. You fucking shouldn't because, um, you could have been humanly sacrificed. No, thank you. Goodbye. Goodbye. (laughs) (sighs) All right, y'all. With that, that is going to go ahead and wrap up this installment into Scary AF Reddit Stories. I hope you all enjoyed and we will see you back here on Thursday. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.